Hey. Hey. How's it going? We're here. In the garage. In the garage. All of a sudden we have a studio. <laughs> We're right? not just like recording outside. So if you if you hear weird like sounds or something, it's just because we're getting used to like the new sounds new of this bit. Yeah, yeah, we just have a new environment. Our chairs are still very squeaky and yes. now you can hear them rolling. I love it. I'm I mean, gonna miss Homer's tailbeat. Yeah, and the the, uh, the occasional cat purr. Oh yeah. Oh, well, that, that was, was good. So precious. Well, and I was thinking, why can't we just bring the cats out here? We can sometimes, but probably not like all the time. And we'll have to set it up for them. But it sounds doable. We're turning yeah. this into a recording room. Field trip day. So for the cats. But yeah, for the cats. Okay. Okay. Well, here we go. Welcome to the Creeped Out Studios. Aww. We're recording. First episode. Are. First episode in the garage. Yes. Got the garage to myself and I'm manspreading, I guess you can say. Manspreading? Well, because I have the biggest room in the house. You do? For my crafts. Yes. And then I also now have Taking a over the garage. The garage. <laughs> and I also have my bedroom, so... Maybe I'll, you know, I'll I'll switch the bedrooms. You got fifty percent of the house, you know. I'll ask him. I'll ask him if he He wants to switch. I feel like Phil's. It's his kitchen. That's his kitchen for For sure. sure. I do not go in there. No. Yeah. Well, and then also, uh, Meg turned thirty. She turned thirty. Happy birthday to me. Welcome to the club. My knees hurt. Yeah, that's all I felt. Yeah, you're becoming a quiet old lady, so I get it. I've been an old lady since I was a senior in high school. <clears throat> what was that, Meg? I said I've been an old lady since I was a senior in high school. There you go. I have been. She, uh, she took a lot of acting classes in high school, which is crazy because she does not know how to project. I didn't take any acting You took classes. theater classes. I didn't the- do Theater. Anything. Technical theater. Technical Te- theater, yeah. So it was technically theater. It was technically theater. Oh, you know, I've never been a I'm performer. And you so. know what? No, uh, but I was in a play with you, so you can't even... No, that was Jocelyn. No, we were in choir together. Oh, yeah, you were a performer. Remember? You performed right next to me, and that's when we discovered that we were uh, one we in voices. We were one, and we decided to ruin the concert. It was I so great. that class. <laughs> that was one of my least favorite classes that I took at Choir, Soda. yeah. Choir, why? <laughs> Yeah, why? Why? I don't know. Don't was know. it? I don't know. The farmers market trips? No, because that's how I got out of math. I just oh, bartered yeah. with our substitute. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just that was. I'm not a choir person. It's a weird one. It was it's, a weird choir class. It's a good class if you're good at singing yeah but those that aren't are highly shamed for not being good at it and I, you're like why are you in this class and you're like i don't know i had to if the person next to us wasn't such a complete asshole like i wouldn't we wouldn't have ever done that i don't actually but, remember any of that i just remember doing it no i remember we weren't gonna do it but then they what asked us our name to? We sing uh, chocolate milk instead of the words for... We were on key the entire time. What song? Uh, it was a mass. I don't remember. And a uh, Latin mass. I was in that class because he had me <laughs> in the wrong grouping. Octo, yeah. Uh, yeah. We were right next to... Um, 
And she hated me. She was so mean to me. And she always made shitty comments. And she had made a shitty comment to us right before, like, don't ruin it or something stupid. And so we decided. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I was over there in second alto land. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't even know you were in that class. I fucking hated that class. That's, uh. You were never in that class. (laughs) That's because we sucked at classes. We did. I just uh, was not good at soda. I think that was the biggest thing. I think I was pretty good at it, but I I don't know how I graduated. No, no, hold on a second. You were you were not good at like Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't that cool. <laughs> but that's not what I meant. Oh. I meant like academically. <laughs> that too. I also was not academic. <laughs> I did one year and I was gone. That was that was a joke. I want I went back to fight because I wanted a little bit of a challenge. Oh my god, I'm so dead right now. <laughs> because I loved you. I thought you were very cool. I was not. You two like cucumbers. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had a, a race. So yeah, um, anyway. What I, are yeah. we talking about so today, we, May? Anyway. Yeah, so we are going to be talking about a <laughs> cemetery today because we can't get on track and we're just going to jump right into it. Let's do it. Let's I'm so excited. We're here for not our bullshit, so let's learn about a cemetery. Tell us about it. Okay. All right. So I'm bringing you to a very popular, popular for many reasons, cemetery over in old Portland, Oregon. I like the way you looked at me just now because it made me feel like it was like a popular for many reasons. Like, you I'm know. I'm going to tell you a story at the end of this and you're going to understand that look. Okie dokie. Yeah. I'm so ready, artichokey. Let's okay. do Okay. So settled on 30.5 acres of land located in the southeast section of Portland, Oregon, sits Lone Fir Cemetery. And it has changed names a few times in the last 177 years, or I guess it's probably more now. But the first person to be buried in Lonefur, Lonefur, excuse me, was in 1846. And when the um, cemetery's first quote-unquote owner, uh, James Stevens, purchased the land from the uh, east bank of the Willamette River, in those days it was just a farm. So it started as just a farm, and that's how the first person ended up being buried there, because he lived there. So they just buried him on his farm? It's just what people did, Ashley. They just buried each other in their yards? Maybe that's what he wanted. Wait, yeah, dude. so if you live in, like, a rural area, do you think you have bodies in your yard? Probably. A hundred percent. Oh, okay. I can't even imagine how many bodies are buried under this garage. I was just thinking that. Do you get spooks in here? Yes. Anyway. Yes, you know, when you took a bunch of land from the natives and you made it your own farm, what you do naturally when you die next is, like, you just bury your family out back. I just feel like that's something that people always did up until we started making funerals, like, really expensive. You know? So you can't bury a person in your backyard now, right? Now, I don't think they like that. You could. You definitely could. So it's cool. 
but I don't think it's... It might not be cool, but nothing is stopping you from doing so. Is it going to be like a kangaroo court situation where, like, it's wink, wink illegal, or it's, like, definitely hard line illegal? I feel like something that we've learned over the many years of our life is that nothing is ever just wink, wink illegal anymore. probably get a permit or a license Uh or you just got to find a fancy profession okay but i'm sure you can license it away and if you own the land i don't know i just know that we have a pet cemetery at my grandparents house so how much different could it be really i just don't think people bury people in their backyards anymore well i did have that dream about phil last night where i had to drive him back to indiana and i'm just thinking yeah how mm. much more convenient would it be if I could just pop into the backyard? Is that what you were thinking? <laughs> you were like, mm, wouldn't it just be easier to do it here? Yes. In the backyard? Is this why you're asking? Yes. Oh. Definitely. <laughs> Everything makes sense. I mean, you know, I'm a resourceful person. I like to figure out my options, so. He's not going to Indiana. <sighs> not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. Do you think the guy's still buried in his backyard? Okay, let me get back to the cemetery. I'm so sorry. There's a fly in here. I think that answers the question, which is why. (laughs) Okay, let me go back to where I was before we just got way off track. Um, So, Emmer, uh, Emmer Stevens, had put his heart and soul into the land that his family um, had made, you know. He, He lived there. He loved it. And his family couldn't really bear the thought of, like, moving his grave after he died. So when they sold their land, one of the deals was that they would upkeep their father's grave. So he was technically the first one to be buried in the cemetery. Are we okay? We're fine. I'm just making sure there's no weird sounds. So wait, did they... Right then, were they like, this is a cemetery? Or right then, were they like... This is where my dad's buried. Well, right then, it was where their dad was buried. Okay, cool beans. Yes, and it didn't become a real cemetery for a little while. And I'm sorry if you hear that. My um, stupid tablet clips are clipping on the table. Um, So, eight years after Emmer's untimely death, a steamboat owner with the name of Colburn Barrel made the Stevens family an offer, obviously, that they could not refuse. And James accepted the offer on the condition that his father's grave continued to be maintained. And the steamboat guy, he said, deal. He took ownership of the land in 1854. That's insane. You know, the deal's a deal. That's what you always say. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I guess I would go that far, I guess. Okay, so we're just going to fast forward a little bit. So now... This still isn't a cemetery. It's just this guy's land. All right. <laughs> the second guy. Wait, I guess third guy's land? Uh, well, I guess it was one family that bought it, and then the dad died, and then the son sold it to this guy. Okay. All right. So we sold one it body. to... And one there's body. A, there's one body here that we are aware of, that they are saying, like, hey, this person's buried over here. Okay. And so let me just make that clear, because nobody knows how many bodies are buried in any given point of land. Just, like, nobody knows, man. So, right now, they're aware of Uno. One body. Okay. So then, 
Unfortunately for Mr. Barrel, the owner of the steamboat, whatever, his steamboat one day that him and his partner, uh, Crawford Dobber, Dobbins owned, sorry, exploded. <laughs> Crawford Dobbins. Crawford Dobbins. He exploded? He the steamboat no. steam exploded. <laughs> Hold on a second. Okay. Sorry. Was he on it? I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Actually, I think his partner, Crawford Dobbins, I believe he was on board. Oh. But as were many other people. Oh. Because, you know, we're bringing in the steamboats as another way to die in the 1800s. I like it. Yeah. Why wouldn't we add that in? So, <laughs> exploded just outside Oregon City that same year, so in 1854. And according to newspapers, workers began uh, loading freight onto the Gazelle steamboat around 7 o'clock in the morning. And a little after 7, they started hearing some weird noises coming from, you know, just like the boiler room over there. Oh. And they went to investigate, like, hmm, that sounds weird. And that was just before everything exploded. Killing 24 people and injuring most of the remaining crew. I don't think that I'm that good of employee to where if I heard, like, a piece of machinery, like a, I don't know, steam engine rattling, I wouldn't be like, hmm, wonder what's going on with that. I'd be like, you know what? I probably am going to go hang out on the furthest point away from this. You guys figure this out, though. There's like, it's not always like hindsight is 2020 because you're like, oh, man, that sounds weird. And then, boom, you explode. And then there's also like other noises going on. Like you're on an active boat. There's people everywhere. Hmm. There's like a slight whistle weird sound from like the boiler room. You don't like think to open the door. You're just like, oh, what's that sound? Do you think that this is like on par with the cave explosion or the cave fire that we talked about that they like kind of rushed in? Um, I think those folks did the real unfortunate thing and they probably should have just left. I feel like these guys should have too. I feel like they should have, but it probably just happened all real quick. Mm. And they were like, huh? And then we went, kaboom. Okay, so it was a quick action. Like, yeah, it wasn't. The, the cave was like, or the mine, the mine was like. is a slow burn. Over time. Yeah. Well, no, okay. it was a, a quick one and it killed 24 people. Oh, shit. But, luckily, um, this guy had just bought a plot of land and he felt awful that this explosion just happened on his boat and it killed all these people. So he did the right thing and he was like, I got somewhere you can bury those bodies. <laughs> it's your expression. Not that they can see your face, but it was pretty good. It was the right thing to do. You know, he killed all these people inadvertently. Something wasn't up to code and he's like, ooh. Let me, you know how Rosalind buried all their family members and they gave little pennies away to do that. He was like, yeah, I got a grave site for you folks. Sorry oh God, wait, it's really not like he went too far out of his way either because he no. already had a body on he all this land. He had a body on this plot of land that he bought. And you know, it was just part of the deal. He didn't ask for it. They just said like, you got to upkeep this grave. And he was like, all right, man, that's a deal. I can do that. I don't think he was intending to use it as a 
cemetery, but things business-wise went downhill for him real quick. And that was his solution. Okay. That is absolutely bonkers, but what, whatever, I guess, par I mean, for the course. It's more than nothing. Yeah. It's more than nothing. Yeah. I'm sure that they were happy to have the, the help, I guess, you know, it's yeah. something. So he set aside um, 10 acres nearby where Ember Stevens was already buried. And uh, he gave the grave sites for families and passengers of the crew. And he named the site uh, Mount Crawford to honor the memory of those that had died on that boiler explosion day. What a nice name. Yeah. So this is now called Mount Crawford Cemetery. And it, or I guess Mount Crawford Memorial, excuse me. That's the original name of the Loamford Cemetery. Hmm. But then, all right, he held onto the land for about 12 years before he sold the cemetery to a group of Portland families and potholders. So he kind of sold it off to individual citizens. What is so upsetting about this is like, he could have just left it as a good deed, but instead he was like, oh, shit, I got a bunch of bad bodies. Hmm. I also like money. Well, I think he sold I it to just... like the families so that they could keep their people there. He should have just given it to them. He should have just given it to but them. But he did sell it to them. And then he sold the remaining of his land, you know, to other folks. It, it's just like he, he used this tragedy that he caused as a new business venture like well yeah. i don't have that boat anymore gotta figure out something else ah shit two birds one stone i mean he waited a while it was 12 years but yeah <laughs> it's like a grace period <laughs> it's a grace period it's still more than none <laughs> kaylee what's a, what's an acceptable grace period for selling cemetery well okay there is one to continue to sell plots in your cemetery that you started after a major accident that you caused in your backyard. <laughs> What's the grace period? <laughs> I don't think there is one. I'm going to go with Mank on that one. I don't think there is one. Um, but if you got to do something with all these cemeteries, like you just got to do something like if with you them. Just don't want to own all these bodies just like donate it to the city, <laughs> to the city or like make it a i don't know preserve it oh jeez no they wouldn't well i mean the people. whole the entirety of that land is now the cemetery but yeah it was bought and sold and bought and sold so mm. you know whatever man people sell stuff that's true. Selling his bodies. Just selling those bodies. Before parting ways with uh, the cemetery land that he owned, and he had sold it to, you know, those Portland families and plot holders, whatever. Before they left, Colburn Barrel's wife, her name was Aurelia, which I love. And she suggested that the new plot holders name the cemetery something else. And she suggested that they called it Lonefer, because at that time, there was a single Lonefer on that plot. And so she was like, hmm, name the cemetery after that tree. And they were like, okay, sure. Good idea, Aurelia. Will do. So they did. I like the other name better. Is the tree still there? The tree is still there. Oh, nice. that's nice. Yeah. Um, so it is now 
named Lonefer Cemetery. And I was just going to put in my notes, uh, the Douglas fir still does stand today, and it's honored by, like, a ton of societies. Nice. All the societies. All of the societies. (laughs) (laughs) And it's got a plaque on it, too. So you know it's the first tree. It is bona fide. It's bona fide, and it has been. You know, it's in the societies. (laughs) So (laughs) now we are going to talk about uh, a little bit about the people that are buried here. Yes, Kaylee, I see your hand raising. I need to pee so fucking bad. Okay. So, um, in addition to all those folks that were buried from the steamboat disaster and the original owner, there were so many Chinese immigrants and Chinese Americans that were buried in unmarked graves. Aww. Because, you know, the railroading industry came through town and they railroaded them. They railroaded the hell out of them. Is that what that is come from? I said words. Does is that what that comes from? Comes from railroading. Railroading. I mean, it, maybe. I would not say that that's impossible. I mean, I doubt it comes from the train. I'm not going to Google it right now, but we can Google it later. I don't need to Google it. I think I'd have to safe search it. I think you're right, Ashley. I think that's where it comes from. <laughs> Either that or running trains. Keep going. That sounds like a private tab. That is definitely a private tab lookup. More than 2,800 Chinese and Chinese uh, American folks were buried. (laughs) What? There was a flyer on my face. (laughs) For the first time, I'm really trying to get through this. Are Are you saying it's me? It's both of you. <laughs> She's just so cute. You guys are so cute. In addition to all those folks that are buried uh, from the steamboat disaster, there were so many Chinese immigrants buried in unmarked graves. That and they sucks. weren't just immigrants. They were like Chinese Americans as well. But most of them were immigrants working uh-huh. on the railroads and all those jobs that everybody died in, you know? How sad. I know. So they were also just buried in unmarked graves, because, like, what else are you supposed to do with a bunch of dead bodies from people working? You just gotta get rid of them. And they just dropped dead, like, They're flies, like, oh, too, so... God. I think this guy's name was Larry. Uh, did anybody catch his name? No, nobody caught his name? Okay. Does well, he have a tag on his clothes? Ooh, there's nobody around? Okay. So, unmarked graves. More than 2,800 of those Chinese American people were buried in Lone Fir Cemetery between the 1860s and the 1920s. Jesus. Uh-huh. And while many were exhumed and returned to China to actually be in accordance with their cultural practices and be with their families and such, hmm. um, some of their bodies do remain in the cemetery, still unmarked. Well, that's why it's haunted. That's unfortunate. There's, yeah. um, I mean, I guess there could be a lot of reasons why it's haunted. Because, you know, curses. Well, and that sounds like a lot of bodies for also, a little bit of space. It sounds like they probably doubled up, you know? Yeah, you know, and there's some more people buried there. Not just those that died and were left unmarked. But there's also, um... The patients from the Oregon Hospital for the Insane. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. 
There's a lot of people buried there. Quite the variety of individuals for different reasons. There's a lot going on. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> sorry. So it was um, of like the twenty five thousand people that are buried here. Some are patients um, from at least one hundred and eighty three patients of organs for Psychiatric Hospital. Holy shit. Um, that was just an email coming through. Gross. I fucking hate emails, dude. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> this, I just want to tell you about this hospital. It was Oregon's first psychiatric for the insane. And all of the people that were buried there, some of them were in unmarked graves during the 1800s. And they are buried throughout just various places in the cemetery. But the Oregon Hospital for the Insane opened in 1862, and it was actually one of those that was recognized as a model or a standard for how an asylum should be running. Oh, that's good. Interesting. Right? So Dr. James C. Hawthorne was awarded the, the contract to care for the patients and was known for his progressive ideas, realizing that those that were in his care, like, you know were still humans and they deserved like a certain level of respect but he was a good guy in that sort of way and then he was also the one that was responsible for burying those that came unclaimed or unwanted okay yeah so good guy hmm. and even though so like so, i guess don't, i don't know like why why some of them are unnamed or unmarked but I don't know. I just have a hint that there is some shady stuff going down, but that's just usually what's happening. There always is some shady stuff Especially going down. Especially in Portland. Oh, yeah. It's like the shadiest Well, because wasn't is. this also like a Shanghai time? Yep. So you're just telling me that there was all these Shanghai tunnels all over town and they yep. had all these giant cemeteries. And nobody was allowed to be a prostitute, but everybody could watch. Oh. You know? I like that. Yeah. It's a good rule. <laughs> Wait, but at that point, is it prostitution if nobody's touch? if you're doing the touching? I think so. Like, at that point, it's just dinner and a show, right? How are you I reaching think? back in time to touch people, Meg? Oh, man, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't want to grope people unnecessarily or myself in public, so, you know, meh, no thanks. But anyway, the hospital, like, it grew its own food. They were allowed to be engaged, like, in, you know, purposeful activities. And they just had a good time there, I think. And as well as uh, all these people that I've already talked about, there are a bunch of fallen soldiers to multiple wars buried here. Oh, wow. There is an entire soldier, like, soldier um, monument and part of the cemetery that was paid for by donations. Well, that's nice. By people that just, like, live in Portland. Oh, that's nice. I know. Isn't that nice? There's uh, a dedication for... And it was in unveiled in 1903, which was, like, a super long time ago. That was a really long time ago. Yeah. And it's to honor the soldiers of the Civil War, the Spanish-American, the Mexican-American, and the... Native Wars. And there are um, 345 soldiers from all of these wars combined that were buried at Lone Fir Cemetery. And 35 of those are Confederate soldiers. Hmm. 
Yeah. So the original cost was um, of the memorial was thirty five hundred, which was gained up over five hundred residents in like nineteen oh three. So it was kind of a big deal. That's a lot of money for nineteen oh three. Yeah. It's like everybody scrapped together to do this nice thing, which is nice. I took some notes so I can let you finish your story. Well, I'm not done yet. Oh, man, because I have my notes and I'm just dying to tell you because I was so good about my notes. Well, let me tell you about one more person in the cemetery. Only if you actually tell me in that whisper. Am I whispering? I don't feel like I am. The waveform says that you were. You're just loud. You're just, you've been loud this whole time. (laughs) You know what? Ashley, let me tell you my story. I think this is when you're leaning back. And you told me that you couldn't use your porn porn voice in this episode, so... I, that was like my porn voice. Okay. <laughs> porn and cars. Porn and cars. Coming soon. Coming soon. So there was, um, if you are looking... Okay. Keep going. Keep going. I'm ready. If you are looking, um, sometimes you will find a, a grave. Oh, <laughs> Should I just like put a mask on? I think you should just turn your chair around. I think I'm you should ta- take the I'm microphone and just out. turn it around. You should I, put it in time I, out. 100%. You, this is why our teachers hated us. This is exactly why every report card that I ever had said distraction in class and why I had a permanent spot in the hall. It's such a distraction. It's just my face. This is why I drew and doodled through so many classes. Because it helps me stay somewhat on on task and not look over at her and start laughing about railroading people during inappropriate times. True, true. I can't help it. That I am hilarious. You are so funny. Oh, keep going. Sorry. Anyways, sometimes if you're looking hard enough, you will stumble across the grave of a former prostitute that was working around in Portland back in the day. And I'm just going to tell you about her murder. I'm not going to give you any specifics. But she was um, pretty well known in the local community. And she was actually like very high society, classy, you know. Like well known as like a prostitute or well known as like, hey, I think this she my was friend. both a friend and she was a classy prostitute. Oh, I like and it. And I think she had a lot of friends for a lot of reasons. She well, seemed like she was doing really well in life up until she got murdered. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So whoever murdered her broke into her house and then they hacked her with an axe 25 times. Jesus. Yeah. And then... Excuse me. Whoever um, did that to her, they never got caught. Of course they didn't. Nope, never. X X murders were rampant at that time. Ask me how you think they tried to solve her murder, though. Think about... Okay, just think about weird. Think about Portland being fucking weird, all right? How do you think they were trying to solve her murder? I was going to ask, how do you... How were they trying to solve her murder? No, wait. No, I, I have Dogs. to... Dogs. Psychic. <laughs> Definitely psychic. Psychic they, dogs. Psychic? Yes. Psychic dogs. That was really close, but no. (laughs) What they did was they took photographs of her body and, like, her eyes. 
thinking that maybe the image of whoever murdered her would be captured in her eyes at death time. Do they know... You know what? I can't even ask it because obviously they don't know how bodies work. At least she still had her eyes. What do you think they would have did if they didn't... What do you think they would have did if she didn't have her eyes? Well, let me tell you, this murder is still unsolved. Hold on a second. (laughs) Do you think that this is what they were doing? And, like, if they never caught a guy like that, then, well, no murders are getting solved. Is this a thing? Ashley, I told you Portland's weird. Oh, goodness. I mean, I'm in a fit over this. They came up from, like, everywhere else. But, yeah, that's, like, some, that's the weirdest shit I've ever heard. Obviously, it didn't work. They learned from that. But that was crazy to me when I read that. Whose fucking idea is that? What? Anyway, so yes, this really high class lady, super cool lady, mm-hmm. she got she got got, and her murder is still unsolved, and it was really brutal, and they tried to solve it in like the weirdest way I've ever heard, but they had to try something, so I, at least they tried. I was gonna ask if that's even a try, Kaylee. Is that considered a try to you? That no. doesn't seem like an attempt. Well, and then. So it was heard that they were, um, she was heard having company, like, in her cottage, which is only, like, a block away from the cemetery. And there was giggling, and then there was a bunch of screaming, and then there was nothing. And then they caught a guy, and um, I think he got off because some stupid technicality, but don't even... Let me I tell didn't you about do this story. Anything. Your face is so cute. Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. And the last spooky part of the story is that people sometimes see that see her moping around the cemetery and she's just stuck in this loop where she's like screaming as soon as she sees them. Ooh, why would you want to be st- why would her spirit be there? I don't know. This is just what people say that they see sometimes. So that's okay. your little spook factor there. I like it. I like it. I, I also mean, like, kind of sucks, but you know, took a field trip to this Lone First Cemetery a couple of years ago. Ooh! And I forgot to tell you about this because it was a few years ago. But you know what was going down in the cemetery that day I was there? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this park cemetery. I guess it's not a park, but it's a cemetery. But it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I could run there every single day, and I would be totally calm. And you know how cemeteries are just, like, really clean and, like, very... Yeah, peaceful. They're very peaceful and quiet. Mm -hmm. Nobody's, like, raging down the sidewalk at a cemetery. No. Not usually. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. Bo Bandy and I are walking around. It's raining... Fall time, Portland, good time. Did you hear that? It's Homer. He hears us in oh here. My God. He, he made an appearance. Yes. Hi, Homer. Hi, Homer. Then I see this girl mucking around in her cute little outfit, and she just has her one guy friend with her. But then she, they start taking like photographs, and I was like, moody, cool photographs in a cemetery. Like it. Bye. <laughs> and then she starts stripping. And it's 100% just her and her camera dude friend and her doing fix for, like, her October OnlyFans. And I was like... Yes. Oh, my God. Girl. Girl. Is this the place? place? 
I don't know. Can you be naked in public in Portland? I think so. Yes. As long as it's non-sexual, I believe. That is so sexual. Wait, no. Okay, wait. What do they mean? I want to say that, that nudity's fine. But if you touch anything, it's not. How is a naked, sexy photo shoot not I mean, sexy? I was in lingerie. You're right. You're right. I was just thinking, like, I was just questioning. I was like, that's a lot. Maybe she knew them. <laughs> okay. I hope so, man. She was all over that, that place. Too, though. That would be so like picture a few people that we went to high school with doing that i mean yeah same oh yes yes i would probably do it but not for bo bandy you know if he died and asked you to do a sexy photo shoot on his (laughs) gravestone No, I don't think I could do that for him. Like, who? Somebody's just gonna pick it up at the gravesite. You know? I right. I just don't think how. Uh, I I just don't think me crying the whole time would be very sexy. So it'd just be like a lot of my Some back turned. Like that, <laughs> Some people are into that. I'm sure. We're well, still stuck on porning. Um, I cannot get it out of my head. We can't get out of um, here. Here. Also, I wanted to ask you. Okay. Do you think that they pre-dig graves just in case there's other people in there and they don't want the family around? <laughs> they don't dig it all. Wait, what? They don't sit and dig a grave while the family's. I know. Do well, you think that's why? Right there. I, do, I know, but do you think that's why? Just in case, I like usually... somebody else comes up. <laughs> no, I think usually they do that just so that like it's done, and then they can just like be in the ground. It's not like you have your service, and then you gotta wait four hours while they dig out. <laughs> no, no, it's already dug. Yeah, because they're not there. But do you right. think it's cause just in case? Like, like a body check? Right? Like, like a body check? You know, maybe. Just in case. I mean, depending on how long those bodies have been there, you might just be looking for skeletal remains. I mean, but that would still fucking suck. Like, waiting for a grave to be dug and then just all of a sudden a head pops out. Like, Well, these things are usually not, like, pre-planned. I feel like it's crazy to me that we still have burial sites in cemeteries. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, they've got... super expensive now, too, to get buried. I know. Because you have to find a new spot. They're all full. They're all full. Double and tripling up is what I'm saying. You're not wrong. Backyards for the win. Actually, no, I did hear something where they like after a few years digging you up and because you're soupy so I've heard something like that yeah so Uh they just they just kind of take the grave back they rented it they rent you basically they were were evicted you leased it for Mm. sure I also wanted to tell you about Walter Freeman who's Walter Freeman you were talking about the um, hospital, uh-huh. and I wanted to tell you that I just learned about Walter Freeman. Who's that? Um, he is the guy who performed all the lobotomies. Oh, he was okay. the creator of the ice pick lobotomy. Cool guy in California. Mm. So I was just wondering if maybe they like that was also part of the treatment since at that time it was like a cool treatment. Right? Yeah, like a regular standard treatment. Yeah. Also, if you hear anything in the background, it is uh, my foster puppy and my dog 
playing. They are both very vocal. We cannot even escape and the gods in the garage. No, that's okay. not at all. They're part of this, and I love them. Yeah, I love them too. Well, um, I don't have any more notes. So, Haley, did you take any notes, or did you just doodle? I took a lot of notes, but Aww. I don't think they're very applicable. Great. I think they're mostly porn notes. It's mostly porn and cars. Reviews podcast, maybe. Reviews podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well, thanks for sticking in there with us if you're oh still God, here. Yeah. This one was a rough one. I'm so sorry. sorry. It's not even that spooky. Right? It's just like, you know, there's a lot of people, fucking people dead there. I mean, there's like a lot know, of people there. Not everything has to they be were super spooky. Like, Sometimes sheep. it's just a fun place to visit, I oh, guess. There's 10 acres. <laughs> Get on in there. Ground. I I think it was a good story. It was it was well researched. You did a good job. Thank you. Thank you very much, Meg. Thanks, Meg. Should we talk about um Yeah, we can end it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Happy Monday. Happy, Happy Monday. Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye.